Sean Marash time on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go, North America. As a Saturday night becomes a Sunday morning. And the United States and Canada, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. This is the Sean Mraz Show, a.k.a. Mraz. I am Sean Mraz. You can follow me on Twitter at Mraz, CBS, M-R-A-Z, CBS. And call in at 855-212-4227. Now, here's the weird thing about doing national sports radio. I, for one, am a sports fan to the point that I can't get enough. I have a basement man cave set up in my house where I have two TVs fully operational all times. Anywhere they're bouncing a ball, shooting a puck, kicking a ball, running something, whatever. I am all about it. I can't get enough. Uh, I fell in love with sports at a very young age. And let's face it, I was too fat and too slow to ever play professionally. So I'm so happy I got into this industry where I could do what I love. What I really hate about sports and the one thing I actually hate about this job is that sometimes there are issues that maybe surround sports that you need to delve into on sports radio because it's on the tip of everybody's tongue and what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, A lot of that we saw with the Colin Kaepernick issue. We've seen, you know, Tim Tebow before and a lot of it became more than just the sport. And this week, Uh, Finishing off a Saturday, to me, we have two of those stories. So I would like to discuss them both here. And I want to stress this by saying, if you have an opinion on either one of these stories, let's try to stick to the point and not delve into, if you will, definitions of words and and other stuff. So I just want to set that in here because this is the problem with doing topics like what I'm about to discuss. Calls and, and tweets tend to go off the rails and miss the initial point. Okay. Let me start with earlier in the week. Giants, now former cornerback Janoris Jenkins. Having a rough year, the Giants having a putrid year. Decides it's a good idea on Twitter to interact with a fan calling him out because Janoris Jenkins was complaining about not following the the other team's number one receiver around and the Giants' defense's corners that have struggled, which on a strictly football point, I think Jenkins had a point that he probably should have been. When a fan called out Jenkins for his own play... Janoris Jenkins responded by using the R word. I'm not going to say that word on the air. I'm aware that it is very offensive. And Janoris Jenkins didn't know better. Okay? When Janoris Jenkins was pressed and asked about using the word in the team's locker room, he did not apologize immediately. He gave a very half-hearted apology after going on. Janoris Jenkins' excuse for using the word was that, quote, it was a hood thing. And that that's how he and his boys talk. So if it offended you, it shouldn't because that's that's where he comes from. That's how they use the word, the R word. I did have a major issue with this. Because I think as a cornerback that is approaching 30 years old that's been a professional for quite some time in the NFL, there are certain things you should know to say or not to say. And to be fair... I will actually give Janoris Jenkins this benefit of the doubt here. That is a word used around he and his friends where he grew up, and he grew up in a place where that was looked at as slang, as he pointed out, and not seen as something offensive. The problem is he had 24 hours to be told this, and he supposedly talked to coaches and talked to everything, and instead of 
just coming out and saying, I was unaware of how that is viewed in society, that word, I'm so, I'm sorry. He says that, he's still in the Giants, fine. By explaining that it's a hood thing and everything else, you totally lose credibility, even if what you're saying is correct. Janoris Jenkins had no remorse. There are people with children, family members of special needs that don't like hearing that word. That word has become as offensive to some as some racial connotations in this country. And Janoris Jenkins crossed the line. All Janoris Jenkins had to do was apologize and say, I did not realize. But because he backed down with all these excuses, he got crushed and he didn't just, even if he gave the excuses but still apologized, it might have been okay. But he was stuck in there and he was stubborn. And now he's no longer employed and people want to make a big deal about, oh, if you were defending Janoris Jenkins going, you guys don't understand this is slang, this, that, the other thing. Okay, well, I get that, but still apologize. So that happens. Janoris Jenkins is gone from the Giants. And of course, what does he, he tweets something like best day of my life. Again, still missing the point, showing a lack of maturity. And I want to stress this before I get to the next story. This is a cornerback nearing 30 years old that's a professional athlete that doesn't know the R word is offensive now by 30. Then we turn our attention to the Army-Navy game on Saturday. And if you're unaware of this story, I'm sure it'll be everywhere on Sunday. It'll become a bigger topic. I could see this thing snowballing into this week. On college game day, right behind Reese Davis, there are a bunch of naval cadets, not full-blown mature adults at a tailgate party that are 30, 40 years old, or Janoris Jenkins' age. We're talking about... As much as we respect cadets, and we should because they're about to put the ultimate sacrifice on the line for all of our freedoms, they are still college students. And I want to put everybody back in the place that they were mindset when you were a college student, somebody fresh out of high school, and you didn't live the life that you've lived and, and learned things yet that you maybe should know and shouldn't know. Behind Reese Davis, this college student played what many would call the circle game. Others now know as apparently a sign for white power, which is just you put your hand, your thumb and your first finger in a circle with your other three fingers down, almost as if you were given the okay sign, but you hold it at your waist, okay? That, just back in 2017, started as a hoax online by people, I guess on Reddit or whatever, trying to get, I guess liberals in America who are very on top of racial stories and, and racism to say that that was a sign of white power. And it started as a hoax. It wasn't actually that. And then through it, because it kind of caught on that now it was used as a sign of white power. Okay. Now this is just in 2017. Now here's the thing is that is well known to everybody as it should be. Probably not. I will be honest, this happened in 2017. I was not aware of this personally. I'm 32 years old until probably over the summer when somebody mentioned it to me when somebody was playing the circle game. I said, wow. Okay, now the circle game itself is stupid. The idea is you hold it. If you look and you see somebody holding the circle, you get punched in the arm, punched in uh, you know the junk, let's call it. And it's stupid. It's immature and it's stupid. I hate it. But it's what college kids do, high school kids do. I am on a flag football team where I've seen kids on the sideline do it with younger younger guys on my team. It's stupid. It's just it's it's child's play. So when I saw this happen with Reese Davis today, and I saw immediately 
the Twitter world go to crush a naval cadet ahead of Army-Navy, saying that he should be removed and expelled from his school, he should be kicked out of the Naval Academy, and this is just another sign of Donald Trump, our president, whatever, whether you like him, hate him, whatever, that these kids think they could do whatever they want. I said, hold on here for a second. Is this a 30-something-year-old guy? Is this Janoris Jenkins at 29 years old that should maybe be more up on watching the news, cable news, and reading the Washington Post and understanding this? Or is this a 20-year-old college kid looking to get on Barstool's Instagram because he made you look and you should be punched? Like, that's the joke. Oh, caught you on TV. Look, you should be punched. I ask you, what is more logical that a 20, what's going through a 20-year-old's head? Is it that... He really wants to represent white power on college game day? Or is it that he's doing what most 20-year-olds do and play a stupid game where if you look, he's going to punch you in the arm? What is more likely? Can we use common sense here? Now, I don't know the kid personally. None of us, none of you listening know the kid personally, unless some of you maybe do. Nobody on the other side of the glass here knows the kid personally. So can we say definitively... That it was not white power? Of course not. But what seems to be more common sense, knowing the age of the kid, knowing he's in college, granted he's in the Naval Academy, maybe he should be a little more mature than to be playing stupid games. And that's a whole other story, that maybe the discipline is not instituted enough in this kid going to the Naval Academy, that's fine. But the idea that we're talking about a kid who at 20 years old is willing to enter a college where he knows when he gets out of it, he has the he'll be put in a position potentially to lose his life to fight for all of our freedoms. And we from keyboards and smartphones on Twitter want to get the kid removed from the Naval Academy because he may or may not know that that's a recent trend used to represent white power. And that is what overshadowed the Army-Navy game today on Twitter, one of America's great events. Now, the football may be a little sloppy, but the Army-Navy game is a standalone final regular season game of college football. The pomp and circumstance that comes with it, the walkout, the parachuting in, the, the fun rivalry that exists, that that game represents all that's good with sports in America, and that game was overshadowed because a 20-year-old kid did something immature and stupid to try to become trending on Instagram and likely had no idea that this had white power connotations because it's so recent. Look, we live in a, a day and age now where you almost need to carry around a book as thick as a Cheesecake Factory menu to understand fully what is offensive what is an offensive? There are obvious things that we know as a society you should not be saying, you should not be doing. Okay? We know the words and we can't say them on the air. The R word, I think, is one of those now that Janoris Jenkins used. You never in a million years should use the N word. And a million other racial terms, they need to be eliminated and we need to start looking at each other like humans. It's not about what race you are. We are all human beings. Be nice to each other. But now making the stride that we need to memorize a hand signal that only became known as something to do with white power two years ago and understand and hope that a 20-year-old kid who walks around probably playing the same game all of his friends have played their whole life where they punch you like a doofus is going to know that? Come on. Let's have some common sense. We're going to throw the kid out of the Naval Academy for that?
If you want to throw the kid out of the Naval Academy because he shouldn't be playing games to begin with, that's one thing. But because you think, it, well, because it represents white power and you're expecting this kid to know that? Please. Look, this country is a big country. There are 50 states, a zillion towns. Certain things might mean something to you that don't mean something to others. Expecting it to mean the same thing to you expecting a 20-year-old to know that this means the same thing as you now know what it means is crazy. And if you don't know what the circle game is, I mean, all you do is YouTube it. There's people of all races doing it. It's been going on for There's a Malcolm in the Middle episode about it. It's And it's a stupid game. Nobody in their 30s or 40s should be playing it. But these stupid college kids do it. And these high school kids do it. It's just, oh, made you look. Let me punch you. And it's far more likely that a 20-year-old college was doing just that. And hoping that in this day and age of social media, Barstool, whoever puts them on Instagram and goes, huh, made you look. But now we're taking the leap of faith to think this 20-year-old kid was trying to represent white power on college game day? That seems like a reach to me. 855-212-4227. The number again is 855-212-4CBS. Tweets at CBS. It's uh, it, it was just sad that that became the running storyline on Twitter and really ruined what should be a happy day uh, for anybody's families associated with the cadets and, and the Army-Navy game, one of America's great sports traditions that took place on Saturday, which ended up being a rout by Navy snapping that Army three-game win streak. So calls and tweets, plus when we come back, is Rob Manfred now Clark Griswold's boss? I'll explain what I mean next. This is the Sean Moraes Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Sean Marash. Bert is in Michigan. Bert, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, hey. Hey, Marash. What's up, Bert? Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's going on? You know, a lot of times you can make me mad, and I haven't <laughs> agreed with you, but you're always entertaining. I appreciate it. On CBS Sports Radio. It is the Sean Marash Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Benjamin's in Illinois. Benjamin, you start off the hour on CBS Sports Radio. How are you? I'm uh, I'm good. Uh, I love your show. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, Benjamin. I, I heard on the Les Grab thing that uh, the Bears are picked to win uh, against uh, the Green Bay Packers. And Wait, you I, heard you heard where? But I listened to Les Grab thing. I talked to him, you know, also, you know, and they're some, okay. somewhere they were Bears were picked to beat the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on that and and feel and I'm strong feel strongly that that's gonna happen today. <laughs> well, thanks for the call, Benjamin. Insightful as always. As we look at the Packers Bears. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. As I was saying, the Bears, uh, the Bears have played well lately. The Packers have not played nearly as cleanly as their record indicates. The last couple of weeks, frigid, below freezing temps in Green Bay expected. So much so they're giving away hot chocolate and hot cider than anybody enters the game. But uh, look, Packers Bears always arrive when they get together. I, you're basing it on you heard one person say the Bears are going to win and then have an opinion. Interesting. We haven't really discussed it. Here, Francis is in San Francisco. Francis, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hello there, sir. Uh, I really dig your show. Uh, I like it. your take on things. Appreciate it, Francis. Um, the young man that was caught on uh, camera, I guess. Yes, at the Army Navy game. Yes. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of the Circle Game, and I'm I'm 
live in San Francisco. I'm a pretty hip 50-year-old, and uh, I've never seen or heard of that. Okay, I mean, again, again, I, I, maybe this is a Northeast thing for me. There was a whole sitcom episode about it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I know growing up that this was a thing, and I know it still goes on because I see stupid kids doing it. And it's a stupid game. Like, it's it's immature to begin with anyway because you really shouldn't be punching anybody to begin I I find the whole thing Especially ridiculous. in the Johnson. That seems like that might hurt. <laughs> exactly, Francis. That's why it's ridiculous, and that's why kids are immature. And, define, you know, I guess you get to the age where you want to define kids, but college Kids or college students do this all the time, and it's it's stupid. It's a stupid, immature game. Well, yeah, and then there's the uh, the YouTube and uh, the YouTube police, where you know you can run it back and you know, uh, pick out every little thing that's wrong with everybody because you you know you have a video, but sometimes ignoring people and silence is the best punishment. Just ignoring something. If his idea was to be on camera, then ignore right. that person. Right, and that's see, uh, that's another story. And thanks for the call, Francis. Like, the kid obviously in this world of Instagram and everything was trying to do that. I, I mean, all you have to do is understand college youth today, understand the Instagram world, understand anything. And again, we don't know what his intentions were, but if you start piecing that together, it seems far more likely. That that is probably what's going through a student's head. Will we know that for sure? No. But to rush to the conclusion that he absolutely knew that this hand signal was a recent sign of white power, I, I think you're making an even worse leap of faith. Uh, and either way, the kid's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. Chris is in Washington, D.C. Chris, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was uh, listening to some of the arguments, and uh, I keep hearing, you know, this was done back in the past and such. Uh, things are different now. Right. I don't think people are out here playing the circle game as much as you guys are making it seem like. And the problem is that it's been well, Chris, 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 let me – Chris, no, Chris, I'll let you finish your point. How old are you? I am 28. Okay, you're 28. So you don't remember playing the, or seeing kids do this in college and high school when you were there? I remember playing this myself. We didn't use that same hand signal. We sort of used a – if you're saying something small or bitty, that's what we actually use. Okay. Uh, not actually the same hand signal. But okay. Either way, I don't see many people, especially younger people, playing that anymore. It's something old. And, um, you know, what I'm saying is that now it's been co-opted. And if you ask uh, the all-right leader, Richard Spencer, he'll tell you that that's one of their symbols. Uh, and, you know. It just is what it is. It's different I, now. now I, I agree. But, Chris, I think I'm intentions no, no, were... Chris, well, yeah. me, all I'm going to say is that while I totally agree with you, I think those who are well aware of this hand signal and its newer connotations, I think you're underestimating how many people are aware of that. I think there's another. That's well, I don't another think element. it's as new as you're making it seem. I mean, 2017 said, is pretty new. People are out here playing that the uh, circle game as much anymore. I think that's old and passe. I mean, I I, I saw I saw a kid 12 and 10 at my friend's house two weeks ago at a Christmas party doing this. All right, that's fine. Uh, and I, I don't see the same, but that's that's your perspective. I have mine. But what I'm saying is that we're all rushing to conclusions here, and uh, I don't think that uh, we know that person's intentions who actually made the hand gesture. That is true. And, uh, you know, that that's part of the problem, too. Uh, we don't know the intention, so I think that you guys are just as wrong by saying, oh, it was nothing wrong with it. 
uh, as the people well, were hold saying on. Time that out. there was something. Chris, wrong. I didn't say there was nothing wrong with it. I said what I believe is far more likely, and I'm not ready to throw a cadet out of the academy because we're assuming that he was flashing on white power sign when uh, when most people his age are running around playing a stupid game with that with that. Well, you're saying most people. I don't think you have any evidence that it's most. You could say some people. Like I said, I don't think that it's something widespread anymore. It's something that's old. We used to play it several years ago. I don't think people are playing it as much as you're saying they are. Well, Chris, I'll just leave with this. I think what we're losing sight of here, and again, I hate doing this because it's a sports talk show. This is surrounding the Army-Navy game. I think what we're losing sight of here is you're 28 years old. I'm 32 years old. Again, I only became aware of this a couple months ago. So who am I to say that it's not recent? We are assuming that in this day and age, a bunch of people between the age of 18 to 22 are fully locked into every night the Washington Post, CNN, uh, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever your cable news choices of whatever, and that they know the ins and outs every single day of what's going on other than just being college kids. Sometimes college kids are just that. They're college kids. They're not we're we're living in this world as adults where we we see mature things, right? We we understand society a little more. You're trying to put your brain inside what a college kid is just being a college kid. And that's my point. I don't think we're relatable anymore when you get to that age. And you're losing sight of that and making an enormous leap that he was trying to do what everybody's trying to paint him out to do. And may, again, maybe he was. We won't know unless we talk to him. I'm just trying to say what what makes the most sense here. And I think as adults calling into the show, you're not understanding today's youth, to be honest. I, I just don't think you are. And I'm trying to relate to that. Kevin is in Baltimore. Kevin, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing? What's going um, on, Kevin? Listen, um, you ha- I hear you. <clears throat> you have a bunch of holes in your theory that are just uh, uh, crazy. One, okay. <clears throat> historically, throughout throughout this country – the the fingerprint of our country when we have social revolutions and stuff like that it comes from college kids they are the ones who have state protests they are the ones who have their fingers on the pulse and these young kids today i don't know if you have <laughs> young kids well i think that's I also kind of a problem i don't think they have their finger on the pulse nearly as they wait, want wait, and wait, that's why it's out there these young kids today i don't know if you have any but from the time that they are able to hold a phone in their hands they have access to information like you wouldn't believe. And to think that he did not know this is insane. These kids are more, way more mature and way more advanced than we Kevin, ever were at Kevin, that age. Kevin, I'm on, I was, Kevin, I live on Twitter. I never once saw this as a white power thing on social media before and, today. And, and wait, let me say this. As a black man growing up, we, you, know, you, you made a comment that people should now have to walk around with a thick handbook of things they should do and shouldn't do and shouldn't know. As a black man growing up, I have had that handbook all my life. Okay. So exactly. And I can't listen, relate to listen. that. Right. But, but listen, listen. And when a black kid in the in college or teenage years or does those type of things that this kid has done, they get the book thrown at them. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he's just a college kid. You can't have it both ways. You well, hold on. Well, time, well, time out, though. Say, wait a minute. Listen. listen. But, but what are you, you even relating listen, to? Listen, what? Listen, Give listen. me an example of what would... What? I'm getting ready to. If you listen... Um, you can't want to um, kick a, uh, uh, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback out of school for stealing crab legs, but then you don't want to get rid of a cadet for throwing up the black power sign. 
I wanted I wanted the kick. I mean, the white power sign. I'm no, sorry. first of all, most people wanted Jameis Winston suspended from games for wait, being wait, a wait, thief. Wait, listen, listen. Let me say this. Not listen, kicked out of school. Listen, I'm from Baltimore, so I and I work in Annapolis, and I'm right up the street from the Naval Academy. The amount of racism that goes on at the Naval Academy is unbelievable. So to if you, I mean, Kevin, I gotta let you go. I mean, again, I don't, I don't live near there. My, I have family that has graduated. I have been to the Naval Academy graduations. Look, I'm not naive enough to tell you that racism doesn't exist all over the country. Of course, it does. It's ridiculous that it still does in 2019. But again, you just can't paint the broad brush of Annapolis saying it's just filled with racism on the air. It's ridiculous. Not to mention, look at the picture. The kid is a foot from his fellow classmate who is African-American. A foot from him. A foot. Why would he do that in front of him? Again, maybe maybe he did. Maybe he's the biggest jerk in the world. Kid's probably immature to begin with because he's doing the hand signal. But you guys aren't putting your mind inside college students. And to say that college students are the fingerprints of protests around America, well, yeah, that's true. They might have a little more time on their hand to do so. And and that's kids basically, you know, trying to learn how to, you know, really fight for what they believe in and everything that goes with it. Look, I'm telling you, this hand signal thing is not as prevalent in people's minds in certain parts of this country as some of you might think it is. And it is more, to me, more likely that college and high school students around America, when they see that signal thrown, their first thing that comes to their mind is, I'm going to punch you in your arm or I'm going to punch you somewhere else. That's, that's what's been going on here in this country for a long time. And again, look, see, this was the Army-Navy game today, and it was marred by this. Ridiculous. All right, when we come back, I still have to get to my point on Rob Manfred. I appreciate your calls at 855-212-4227. That number again is 855-212-4CBS. It's Sean Morash time on CBS Sports Radio. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a key AFC South showdown between Deshaun Watson and the Texans taking on the Titans, while others will see Kansas City hosting Denver, plus other regional action. It all begins with JB and the guys setting up the day on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. All right, for those of you who haven't followed what's been going on with Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, Jeff Lunau with the Houston Astros, who should, really should be worried about his own freaking problems. Uh, had proposed an idea that minor league baseball have a bunch of teams contracted. That there's just too much in minor league baseball with all these major league affiliates. There's too many minor league teams. And you're paying for bus rides and hotels, and there's just too many of them. Now, on one hand, just on the surface, I do tend to think that maybe, talent-wise, player-wise, maybe there are too many minor league baseball teams. However... However, I will take a step back and understand, I live 30 miles from Manhattan, okay? Within a three-hour car ride, I can get to three Major League Baseball stadiums. Yankee Stadium, City Field for the Mets, and whatever the heck the Phillies are playing at. Now, where we go? Citizens Bank Park. Get to any one of those in three hours. So, for me, seeing minor league baseball... Not necessarily essential. I can get to a major league park all over. Major league baseball, I'm sorry, baseball in general, is was America's pastime, right? And I think what gets lost here, 
is that it's America's pastime because it's a game we all grew up playing. Little League still remains uh, the most popular sport amongst you know kids being signed up for recreational sports, and that includes soccer and CYO basketball. There's something about Little League baseball that uh, you can get involved younger with T-ball and everything like that. But, look, there are plenty of you listening. We've had calls from San Francisco, from Washington, D.C., from Baltimore, from Chicago. We take calls every week here on the Sean Murray Show from all these big cities, and you all have major league teams, as do we here in New York. However, there are so many towns in America. I know plenty in upstate New York. We go through Tennessee, Arkansas, Little Rock. Right? Name name the town. How many towns in California where it is quite the drive and quite the expense for you to take your family or your kids that you're dying to get into baseball and the sports to a major league park? It might turn into an overnight adventure for some. Some, you may have to take an airplane to get to a major league city. But for minor league games, they're cheaper. They're a way to experience the game still in an intimate fashion, sitting close to the field at these parks, they are every bit a part of America in the summertime as vanilla ice cream on apple pie. And the idea of contracting baseball teams, minor league baseball teams, and taking them out of towns that may rely on them for their economy, may rely on them to get local kids into the sport that otherwise may not care if they can't sniff a baseball game near them, is frankly criminal. And Rob Manfred had a chance, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, to squash this notion. And instead he came out this weekend and he bashed minor league baseball and its owners for quote-unquote leaking this plan. It wasn't the idea that the plan existed to begin with, it's that, that this plan was threatened with the minor league owners and they leaked it. Rob Manfred said, and I quote, I think they've done damage to the relationship with Major League Baseball and I'm hopeful that we're able to work through that damage in the negotiating room and reach a new agreement. You know, when people publicly attack a longtime partner after they've committed to confidentiality in the negotiating process, usually people don't feel so good about it. Rob Manfred is saying that about minor league baseball owners. Now, a lot of what the negotiating table is, is people want a little more fairer wages for minor league baseball players, even though the income obviously into a lot of these stadiums is not that of the major league parks. And minor league owners maybe think so there should be more trickle-down from the affiliates there with the major league owners since they're having the pipeline of players play and feed them up the ranks and go up to the major league system. And uh, minor league players want to get paid like that. So Rob Manfred, I guess the pitch was, well, let's have less minor league players to begin with and get truck some teams. Or at least that was a pitch by Jeff Lunau. And obviously, minor league owners freaked out about that. Like, what do you mean you're going to take away our teams? And then they could maybe still find a way to operate independently. The whole thing would be ridiculous. But the idea that Rob Manfred, and I know his job is to represent major league owners. The idea that he could be so naive and so blind to why minor league baseball and why baseball fans across America would be annoyed by this, that you start throwing them under the bus publicly, is ridiculous. So while we look around at commissioners and Goodell takes his lumps, and Adam Silver has had a lot of good moments, although he could be trending towards a, a weird place if he really institutes a midseason tournament. You're looking at Rob Manfred, who could be taking steps to enhance pace of play and all these other rules that are coming in, and that might be really a good thing for baseball. His blemish could ultimately be ruining minor league baseball in its system, and that is not a legacy if I'm Rob Manfred. I want to stand behind. Will Rob Manfred ruin baseball in America 
by taking away minor league affiliates. I want your calls on that, 855-212-4227. The number again is 855-212-4CBS. Let's get back to your calls. Theodore is in Baltimore, Maryland. Theodore, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, I was listening to your comment about the uh, young man at the academy and his signal. And, you know, he knew it or not. I don't think he should get kicked out, but it's to say it's commentary on affairs in this country. It is a bit of a double standard. When LaShawn McCoy uh-huh. was, con- was, con- was uh, they said, showing hands out of Crips or Bloods, that was one thing, one reason why they shipped him out when Mr. Riley was using the N-word at a bar. Well, it wasn't in a bar. It was in a parking lot. But, yeah, he shouldn't have been using that word either, right. and he, he should have been released right away. He apologized to his teammates. And there's another double standard. You know, when a young man of, who, who's not African-American does something, you know, he's considered a man, a young man. You call that guy a kid. He's, 20, he's a 20-year-old young man. He, he is a young smoke. man, but coll- we refer to them as college kids because coll- that's, they act stupid in college. They do stupid stuff. That may be so, but see, a lot of times people use that as a cover for things. If someone today held their fists up like John Carlos and Tommy Smith during those Olympics, guess what? He would face some retribution, too. Now, Theodore, all I will say to you, because, you know, after this became a hot-button issue on Twitter, I want to make sure I wasn't alone in in thinking this or, or understanding where I'm coming from, because, again, we're all from different parts of the country, and all these things mean a different way. If you YouTube the Circle Game right now, here's the bit, though, Theodore. You would see videos, because I did this as pages, okay, There or, or put it on Instagram. There are Hispanic young men and kids doing this. There are African-American young men and kids, as well as white young men and kids. So, again, what what like what is the well, difference there and then and there? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah, are we so quick to assume that the white student is doing that, but we know, obviously, we know based on just watching YouTube that obviously an African-American or Hispanic kid wouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of those feelings were stirred up eight years ago when Mr. Obama got elected in there, exacerbated by the man of white. But two things I like to say before I go. Number one, in reference to doing stupid things when you're young. Black in the community... When I was growing up well, in, in uh, Baltimore, Lafayette Avenue, our group, we had a thing called Chess Cave. Okay. We would walk up to somebody just and bang them in their chest. And right, remember, stupid, right? I look, I remember one young, one man uh, uh, I did it to, and he fell to the ground. He was wheezing. I just thank God to this day. I didn't kill him, but when right. I think about that... You think about it, you regret it. And how do we know that this that this young man from Navy won't regret that he did that and go, wow, that was stupid, well, well, I didn't realize stupid. what it meant at the time. You know and what the, I mean? And the, yeah, I know, and the last thing I'd like to say, if there were a situation where you needed blood and I had a match, I'd give it to you and anybody willingly in this country because that's though we have our differences, cultural and otherwise... Right. We're all still human beings, and we should be treating each other the right way. That's what it's all about. And when you give blood to the Red Cross, you don't know who's going to give that blood, get that blood. No, you're right. Theodore, Theodore, thanks for the call. Absolutely right. We should all just be treating each other the right way. There's enough nonsense in this country where you have to align politically and argue and hate, and it's disgusting enough already. But we're so quick to jump to conclusions about what certain things mean and what's going through somebody else's mind when you don't know. Stop it. Mike is in Chicago. Mike, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. How are you? What's going on, Mike? <clears throat> I'm, you know, I'm 
I'm probably on the same lines as that gentleman that just called you. Uh, obviously, this kid made a mistake or whatever it was. Right. Until a few, four or five years ago, I didn't had no idea what the circle game was. Right. I just knew it was A-OK when we did that. Right. Well, that's just, see, it's a million different meanings. Right. The OK sign, too. Right. But I say, you know, you see these athletes, be it college, pro, every time they make a catch, not every time, I'm sorry, they make a catch, they jaw with the guy back and forth with them, and 90% of the time they're throwing up gang signals. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're always throwing up something you know, with their it, hands, right? Right. And but that, that but could see, be but, insinuated as a gang signal. I'm sorry. Right. No, no, Mike. And I guess some to, of them to, are. Your, to your point, yeah, I guess some of them are, but we don't know that that's, you know, we don't know that they're actually thinking that I, I would give those players a pass too. I don't know if they're thinking gang. It's just, right. it's a cool thing to do with your hands. Like when it comes to that and right. maybe, and maybe some are gang signals and maybe they are thinking that, but we don't know that. Uh, okay, and, exactly. And it, then we don't know what this young man did. Exactly. And I'm not telling you, I definitely know. I'm telling you what I think is far more likely Knowing today's Instagram culture and what college students are doing on on an everyday basis. That's all. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call. All right. Those were good phone calls. I appreciate those at 855-212-4227. It's nice when we could have nice civil conversation and uh, and not freak out and openly discuss. That's what makes this country. That's what makes sports radio or radio in general great. So good hour of conversation there. When we come back. Boy, oh boy, everybody with the reseeding in the playoffs. Can we just stop this silliness right now in its tracks? I think we're overreacting a bit to this as well. The Sean Morass Show continues with more as we approach your NFL Sunday next on CBS Sports Radio. 